0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mean Green Nation podcast. Welcome to it. I hope that you have your favorite drink with you, and you are enjoying it with your favorite people. Um, It's always a little bit of a nicer morning the day after a Mean Green win, isn't it? It certainly is at Mean Green Nation headquarters here in San Antonio, Texas, uh, which today is uh, a room upstairs. Um, Yeah. North Texas won yet last night in dramatic fashion. Not dramatic like there was like you didn't know who was going to win, but dramatic in like it was incredible how North Texas just broke off like a I think it was like a 42 to 7 run went from down 21-7 to going on to win and lead at one point uh 49 to uh I think it was uh 49 to 28. Just basically stomped them. There was a, a, a period of time where Jason the Jason Bean-led Mean Green offense uh, scored five or six straight touchdowns. And they weren't, you know, uh, fluky ones. It wasn't like a, a pick six, that kind of thing. No, Jason Bean ran twice for 48 yards and a score. DeAndre Torrey got a 60-yard touchdown run. Um, and uh, I think Bean mixed in a little five-yarder right before the half there. It was an incredible an incredible display of offense against a bad team. Yeah. Um, but like I always said, I think if you are a good offense or even a great offense against a bad defense, you will score and you will put up records, right? That like it will, your, your quality will be evident. Um, it's not enough to just put up, you know, you know, numbers, I guess. Like if you're playing a bad team and you get 35 points, And, you know, like 400 yards of offense, uh, that's not impressive to say, especially nowadays, right? Um, The 700 yards, that's a lot. You're looking for like five, six, 700 yards, right? That shows that you're executing and then taking full advantage of their terrible defense, right? Whatever it is. Quality of tackling, speed, strength, just talent, um, whatever that is. And that's how you also know that North Texas has a bad defense, right? Um, because I think right now I haven't looked at the updated numbers, but going into the game, North Texas was, was, allowing something like 550 yards a game. Um, teams that were okay, solid, or even bad on offense were having pretty amazing days, right? Four or 500 yards per game. Like Southern Miss's offense is not that great. They have talent. They can go score. But against North Texas, you know, they were moving the ball up and down the field, scored 40-something points, uh, went over like 500 yards. Same thing with Charlotte. They're good, they're talented, but, you know, 450, 500 yards of offense from them, um, scoring pretty much, you know, whenever they wanted, it seemed like. Uh, So it looked, in this case right here, uh, Middle Tennessee is a bad team. They're just not good. Uh, we didn't get to – we previewed a little bit of this uh, during midweek uh, with Greg and and, uh, and Aldo. And mostly we touched on North Texas because, you know, we're that's what we care about. Um, but you heard us mention that Middle Tennessee is not a good offense. They have a terrible run defense. Um, they played Army. And that always skews the numbers a little bit. But they allowed like 300 yards rushing, or 270 or something like that. I forget what the number, uh, to like UTSA, which is not that good either. Um, you know, so it was a 360 or something like that to FIU. They, they, they allow big numbers rushing. So that's not to say that we shouldn't be impressed by the very near school record that North Texas uh, put up in rushing yards, 462, just two yards shy of the previous, uh, record, um, uh, 464 also against middle Tennessee state in 2011. Uh, that was the, uh, um, um, uh, Lance Dunbar game in the rain. The, um, there's another one. It's like 1951. I wasn't alive for that one, so I can't really speak to that. Maybe we get an old head on this show and they could talk about the back in the day at Fouts when they would run the ball, uh, you know, average two two seventy a game, uh, running the ball. Um, but I digress, ladies and gentlemen, that's your intro. Um, North Texas played well. They won, they won going away on the road, which is huge. Uh, the offense put up numbers Huge record-setting numbers. The defense impressed enough given the relatively low expectations. Impressive. The special teams didn't hurt anybody, right? Um, And we had a quarterback change. So let's talk about all of that stuff. Um, But we're doing it, you know, with a cool little vibe here. I got a latte. Uh, I just had a a breakfast taco, as some of y'all call it. See, I just call it just a taco. Like a taco is a taco, and then depending on when you eat it, is the the variety of taco right you eat a taco at breakfast it's a breakfast taco you eat a taco at lunch it's a lunch taco you eat a taco at dinner it's a dinner taco right it just that's just how that works um there's no need to specify whatever yeah so you eat a sandwich at breakfast it's a breakfast sandwich but yeah i mean whatever anyway um again i digress let's get into it right let's talk about some hard some hard numbers i suppose um, North Texas put up big yards and that's the headline. That's the big thing that we all should care about, right? For two weeks. Uh, we got a little break coming up. Um, the most impressive thing, uh, it's kind of a combination when you have such big numbers, I think because the run game was so impressive. I think we you kind of lose a little bit of the, uh, impressive display by one Jalen Darden, uh, who was awesome. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll talk about everybody, I guess. And let's go something like quarter by quarter, I guess. Uh, Cause I think that's the best way to really analyze it. Uh, it tells the story. You look at the end, you're like, oh, they just ran all over them. Well, that was not necessarily the case, right? It was, um, you know, a progression, right? You know, the game happened, right? Some guy does one thing that changed the game, made somebody else do something else. Into the first quarter. North Texas at 7. Middle Tennessee at 21. Uh, we outgained them 167 to 141. We were averaging 4.2 yards a pop. Pass attempts looking pretty good. 6 of 11, 125 yards. But two interceptions, right? One was a little short throw to the right by Austin Ani. Bad read. Uh, shouldn't have made that throw. Try to force it in. It's kind of what happens when, when guys have uh, big arms. They try to force it. Yeah, I can make that throw. Um Ani has been impressive up to this point. I think he has had like a TD interception ratio, of something like eight to one coming in. He seemed like he was the guy. Um, he also had a fumble. He, he had three total turnovers, right? The two interceptions and then the fumble where he didn't see the guy coming. He hit him as he threw and fumble scoop and score. Middle Tennessee goes up. That was not necessarily his fault, but uh, again, we don't know the whole conversations in in uh, in like in the coaching room. Maybe it was his fault. Maybe he was supposed to make a check, right? Maybe he was supposed to hand off. Right? Who knows, right? Also, like some ball security. At that particular point, didn't look like his fault. Um, but obviously, Seth Luttrell thought that a change needed to be made, right? He talked to him on the sideline, like, hey, look, we got this, that, and the other. I think most egregious was that he was not getting the ball to his playmakers. North Texas likes to throw the ball deep, um, they're pretty decent at doing so, the receivers pretty much always get open down the field, uh, even without Jairie Shorter this season, but could not find, uh, uh, I think he missed Darden early, just wide open, uh, overthrew him, and I say, that is as bad as the interceptions, right, because it's a wasted play, wasted opportunity, um, I think he made up for it, you know, like the next play. He ended up hitting a Darden deep. Um, I think Darden pretty much got in the end zone, but they didn't give it to him. They didn't review it. North Texas just went hurry up and got a, a, a like a three-yard or one-yard score from Torrey. Um, You know, fine, whatever. No, Don't stop the momentum. Just hurry up and score as long as you do that, right? Um, so was Oni bad enough to pull? I mean, to the coaches, yeah. I didn't really love it even though it ended up working out just because I think, you know, I'm a fan of some consistency here. I think the whole team could use uh, a level of stability uh, on some side of the ball with everything moving around. But obviously, you know, Seth Luttrell knows better than I, right? I mean, the guy gets paid a million dollars because he's coordinated really good offenses. And, you know, I talk on the internet and and ask for, what, 10 bucks or whatever I ask for. Um, by the way, become a member, support the show. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying I know better than this guy, but, uh, we're trying to get an idea of what he's thinking. Uh, I do know what I like to see. And I like to see some consistency from uh, my favorite football team. I like to see them not looking like, uh, you know, like a clown show out there. And while the the offense has been pretty good this season and everybody expected a little bit of a shootout, we mentioned it last week on the, on the midweek podcast that we thought, hey, we have a chance the rest of the way. Nobody's that good in this league, and North Texas always gives themselves a shot because of the quality of, of offense, right? They got Darden, they got Torrey, they got Attaway, you got Ziggers, uh, you got Deontay Simpson on the outside, um, you got Ogan making who can get open, Greg White who can get open. So lots of talent, right? You feel like you can you can score especially in Conference USA which has pretty terrible defenses outside of UAB and Marshall and um, you know you like where you're at right maybe one or two bounces go your way uh, because there's not a really whole lot of good offenses North Texas is pretty much far and away the best offense in in, in the in the the division and the league I'm just typing right here so that's why if I I sound distracted that's what's up Um, just making a note to myself So, yeah, we have a chance, right? You you think you can win in a shootout. Middle Tennessee was favored by seven, and a lot of that is because the defense is terrible, our defense, and, you know, the tendency to shoot themselves in the foot on, say, offense and uh, special teams, right? So that's kind of why you think. Also, you hadn't seen North Texas have been playing bad at home and – who knows what was going to happen when they traveled? So that was the situation early on. It looked like, well, if the offense was going to hurt themselves, this is what it's going to look like, right? Interceptions, fumbles, leading to scores. Um, you know, I mentioned that. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'll say that for later. The the defense making look uh, making uh, Asher O'Hare looking good. The offense looked fine through the first quarter, but didn't really produce. Um, you know, hurt themselves some self harm. Okay, so you make this up. Second quarter, uh, Jason Bean gets in in this quarter. North Texas outscores middle, outscores Middle Tennessee fourteen to seven, two hundred forty yards of offense. Uh, a lot of it just because they're not turning the ball over, right? Three for, turnovers in the first quarter, zero turnovers in the second. Um, three of uh, two or two on third down, which is which is huge. Two of three in the first quarter, in case you're wondering. Um most explosive uh run in the ball right i think bean came out and ran ran for like uh, you know 24 yards or something like that on like a second run they drive down pretty easily get a score but also get the ball to darden like darden got the ball in both situations i think he finished the first half with like 138 yards receiving or something like that total in the first half 407 yards of offense you feel really good but most importantly because north texas goes in shut ju- down just seven right 21 28 at the half. Um, I'm looking at the drives here. We started out interception, right, after nine plays, 56 yards. It was a good little drive. Uh, then we scored the touchdown, um, and then fumble. That was the Ani fumble, and then the the second interception. So that second one, he was kind of leading it, right? He had been misfiring uh, on some of the deep throws up to that point, and I'm talking about Ani right here. Uh, he underthrew this one a bit, like it just he kind of hung it up there. I think the announcer's like he hung it up there too long, and I think that you can maybe blame Lorenzo uh, Thomas—is it Thomas or Thompson—for uh, for not really fighting for the ball there. Wh- whatever. Um, the way I look at it, it's like you know, yeah, you you apportion blame accordingly. It's not anybody's just any one person's fault. If you're the receiver, you cannot expect. That the quarterback is going to throw a perfect pass every time so when you take him into his coaching points and you have his position coach, he's coaching up better better ways to fight for the ball in this situation you need to make you need to become a defender stop the ball don't let it get intercepted right that's our ultimate goal here is to maintain possession of the ball as a receiver uh, as a quarterback when you pull him into the room, I know there's uh, not necessarily a quarterback coach because he was uh, well he resigned uh, amid allegations. Um, but you say to him, uh, dude, put it where only your guy can get it, right? You hang it up there in the middle. You throw it short, let it hang. That's where all those defensive backs were taught to go up and jump at the highest point and make a play, right? Be a ball hawk, all those other kinds of things. You can't give them meat. You know what I mean? They are, uh, you know, savage beasts out there and you can't give them anything that they can nibble on and that's what you're doing when you leave a a hanging ball there it's like in baseball just you know throwing a hanging slider up there Uh, that's just that's begging to be blasted 750 feet um so don't um so Ani got him out of there he had missed a couple throws bean got in He, he jason bean i think there was some criticism right I think it was like second quarter, maybe it was a third quarter, that he was not seeing the field as well. Uh, And that's fine, right? You know, both these quarterbacks are young in terms of their experience, right? They're just, you know, not a whole lot of time under their belts, and they'll get better seeing those things, reading them. And again, that's why I advocate for leaving the guy in, uh, letting them get that experience, because this season was never going to be about competing for a championship realistically, uh, you know, like, maybe you can kind of get lucky, depending on the things you're always trying there, but realistically, the the, the thing that you're going to get out of this season is experience, and, you know, making a real run at it next season, or, uh, you know, whatever, just because you're just not ready to compete, um, you know, with the, the top tier of this conference, but again, you know, whatever. If you can, you can, that's why you always try to make, you always try to win every season, you never know what you have the next one, but uh, you know, just on a given day, if you take, say, hey, uh, start of the season, you say you have one game to beat Marshall. Can you do it? You're not feeling super confident about it, right? Yeah, you have one game to beat UAB. Can you do it? You know, you, again, not feeling super confident. You don't really know what you have there. Um, so this is about developing that, knowing what you have. So that way, next season, you can say, Yes, we know our identity. Yeah, we're well, always trying to be aggressive on the offense, blah, blah, blah. But no, our identity is, you know, putting the ball in Osinani's hands and letting him make plays or or Jason Bean's hands and what you know, whatever, right? Same way it was past four years where we, well, three of the four years where we said, you know what, Mason, fine, he's our guy. We know we can put the ball in his hands and let him let him do the thing, right? Every preview was, well, the Mason fine led, led offense is going to be blah, blah, blah. That's how we did things. So anyway, back to what we're talking about. Um, I want to give these guys time. Uh, that's why I wasn't the biggest fan of pulling Ani when we did, but it turned out that it worked very well. Um, let me see if I could see. Let me pull it up. Uh, second quarter right, started the, the start of the play, underrated, we get a little stop, force a punt, Bean gets a ball, I think we're in the one, right, incomplete pass, Jason Bean, he just kind of throw the ball, throws the ball away out of bounds, Um, you know, nothing to say there, DeAndre Torre, eight yard run, DeAndre Torre, six yard run, Jason Bean, 25 yard run, right, underrated here was that North Texas was going to be able to run the ball, I know a couple fans have said, hey, we've been able to run the ball, or how come we're not sticking with it, I think Seth Luttrell said, yeah, we got away from the run game a little too early last time. You know, that that kind of happens. It, uh, again, you, you really have to um, temper yourself, I guess, as a play caller, right? You can kind of get, start leaning one or two ways. I know some NFL guys kind of have that criticism. Uh, like the dude from the Falcons, I can't even think of his name right now. Was it the Shanahan, right, Kyle Shanahan? He starts passing the ball too much, and everyone's like, run the ball, god it. Um Happens, right? Um, in the moment you, you need some checks there. You need lots of coaches kind of have this the other way. They maybe have a, an assistant say, Hey, let's, you said not to forget about these, this series, or this kind of play or this dude, right? You need somebody who's gonna be able to challenge you and whatever. Anyway. Um, that's also why it's maybe good for an offensive play caller to be the coordinator and the head coach to be kind of tempering that and say hey I want a couple more runs in this series right cuz he has a more feel for the overall game but whatever Seth Luttrell said yeah we kind of got away from the run a little bit uh you know maybe maybe we could have uh, settled ourselves a bit and got uh you know more yards in a certain situation I'm, I I don't know exactly what he was talking about but underrated aspect underrated aspect of of, you know, the first half was that the run game was already doing well. Again, they likely saw some some things in the Middle Tennessee defense that they liked matchups, whatnot, because Middle Tennessee is not that good. Definitely not a good at at stopping the run. Um, so go down. Uh, I was a DeAndre Torrey had a six yard run after that one, right? Uh, found a crease, ran almost. Uh, lost the ball there I don't know what he was doing He was like Sticking the ball out I don't think that was uh, Strategic I think it was gonna be Celebratory But you know It ended up working out So whatever uh, Another stop Well no I don't think we stopped him In that one uh, I think that's when O'Hara went down And they threw another touchdown This is the one where What's the name got caught Staring off into space Or whatever Anyway North Texas down 14 to 28 after a 12 play, 75 yard drive for for Middle Tennessee, and the big one right before the half, Bean gets a uh, four yard scoot uh, into the end zone. Um, you know, nothing amazing there, but I think North Texas. The, the big takeaway from Bean in the first half was that he was executing the offense uh, and not turn the ball over. Right, he did bring another dimension, the run, uh, but I think Ani had that same ability to move the ball just with his arm. I mean, Ani can move a little bit too. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have sprinter speed like Jason Bean. And that is the game changing aspect of this dude. Where uh, I think it was in that uh, start of the second half, the 48 yard run where he's just galloping. He looked like Vince Young, where Vince Young doesn't look like he's running so fast. But you look at everybody else, like looking at the dude run relative to the rest of the team. And you're like, he's just chewing up yardage with his legs. It's ridiculous. Um, I just want to note, was it, uh, being eight yard run, uh, to start that, that drive right before the half, a lot of this stuff, he's looking, looking, and then just kind of sprints out to the side. It looked very much like NCAA 14, where you're playing with the dude that's faster than everybody and you just outrun the pressure and say, well, I was gonna throw this play for, you know, designed to get to my best dude, 15 yards down the field. He wasn't open. I guess I'll just run for six to eight yards. That's it's simple, right? And you're like, oh, that's not realistic. Uh, and I said this before, I think that video games anticipated a lot of the stuff that we see in, uh, you know, in play probably for a lot of reasons, right? Like guys are playing the games, they know how it runs. So when they are out there playing on the field, it's not unusual for them to do it. Uh, they've already like mentally practiced it, by playing in the video game, um, but also, like, you know, I, I remember, like, in the when Mike Vick was running things, uh, every Madden player would just be cheesing and run around with Mike Vick. But when you see that, hey, if you dedicate yourself to that kind of thing, you're really just using him as a weapon. If you're not limiting yourself to old ideals of football, then, you know, all of a sudden you have a dynamic playmaker out there, and you're very difficult to stop. Um college football still hasn't really been able to stop that kind of guy, where the traditional way to stop the quarterback was to say, I'm going to get his counterpart, right, if he's 11 people on each side of the ball, and I'm going to stick him 20 yards down the field and call him a free safety. Well, you know, now you need him closer to the line, and basically everybody's matched up one-on-one. Uh, that creates opportunities all across the field. Um, anyway, you know this. I know this. I just wanted to mention it again. Bean runs for eight yards, Trey Siggers two, Trey Siggers three. Uh second and seven, Jason Bean, again, six yard scramble, uh, moves the ball again. Third and one, Jason Bean to Darden. We mentioned we mentioned this before that we wanted Jalen Darden to get the ball. Uh on third and one, he's an excellent player. Uh he had two hundred and four yards in this game. He was targeted thirteen times, caught twelve or ten. Is it ten? Um and anytime time he made a mistake, I think he had two just outright drops in this game. He made up for it with excellent play down the way, right? Give it to him. Give him the ball. Uh, Nick Smith, again, six yards, uh, six-yard run. This is like—I'm I'm listing these here because uh, this is a good drive, right? There's no explosive play that I've listed so far. Eight, two, three, six, eleven. These are all just solid football plays. You need these kinds of drive maintainers in your arsenal, right? Yeah, you love the forty eight yards. Yeah, you love the sixty yard ones, but you need to be able to execute consistently. Um, you can't sit around waiting for home runs all the time, right? You need to be able to move the ball. It chews up clock. Uh it also uh gives your defense a rest. And uh, you know, you put pressure on their team. You you soften them up, right? These are jabs. If you're moving the ball down a field, getting six, eight, you know, they have to defend all this time. That softens them, softens them up. So uh, fourth quarter, when they have to make another play, um, they can't. And you hit them, you know, with an add away or something like that, and, or or those six yard runs turned into to eight yard runs. I mean, to ten and twelve yard runs late in the game. And I think we saw a little bit of that, right? Because uh, North Texas really just opened it up in the second half. Uh, pretty much dominated. Anyway, back to this. Did get a big play, Jalen Darden for twenty nine yards again. Darden was uh, uh, connected with twice on this drive. That's huge. Jason Bean, Austin Ani, both hit Darden. He got plays both times. Uh, And I think later, Bean hits uh, Darden for that 55-yard touchdown, big one. Um, Big pass to Ogan Macon for nine yards. Uh, And then, you know, Bean ends up scooting it in a little bit later on. Huge drive. 11 plays, 80 yards, three minutes used on the clock. Um, You know at least 58 seconds left on the clock, right? It's, it's essentially nothing. I think North Texas ended up getting a stop, forcing a punt, and, uh, uh, you know, just kind of kneeled the ball out with uh, no time left. Um, that was huge, right? Uh, in previous times, maybe North Texas does an interception or has to punt, goes into the half at 28-14, which is not terrible, especially in modern football. But, you know, that's 14 extra points you have to make up, right? So... Making the most of their opportunities. This was a great example of that. And, uh, you know, third quarter dominating. I, I mentioned this, I think, uh, on in the recap. In the second and third quarters, right, where basically the game was won, uh, really contested. North Texas had, uh, uh, what is it, 14 and then 21. So 35 points and, like, 400-something yards of offense. Like, basically, they had a really good offensive game. Uh, in just two quarters, right? That's where they won the game. Uh, start of the third quarter, North Texas receives the ball being scoots out 48 yards. I can't remember if it was a keeper on this one, like a uh, uh, like a like an option play, or he just scrambled. Um, but whatever, he was running easy. He saw right about the 10-yard line that, you know what, I could just scoot out of bounds, but I'm going to go try to score. I'm going to go try to make a play. And that's a little subtle thing there that I really liked. It's a kind of it's the difference between you know, winning football and just competing football, right? There's a hey, we made a great play, get take what you can get, get out of bounds. That's how you go, I don't know, you know, five and five or something like that. But making the extra play, saying, You know what, here I am, I am only ten yards away, who knows what's gonna happen the next play, right? Maybe a bad snap, maybe an interception, maybe a fumble, who knows, right? Maybe a penalty. I'm running free. I can get this 10 yards. Let me, uh, tuck the ball in tighter, cradle it nice and softly and, uh, attack the, attack the goal line. He did that touchdown 48 yard run. Um, game changing play games tied middle up to this point. It's still looking good. It looked good on offense. Uh, I'll kind of talk about the defense in a little bit, uh, uh, around this time, but they get a stop. Uh, I think it was third and six. They come, you know, uh, where North Texas had struggled up to this point. Asher O'Hara still was getting yards, scooting around and uh, kind of making plays with his legs. He gets stopped. um, Well, and they stopped Brad Anderson, sorry, uh, for for just a yard gain on on third and six. Punt, North Texas with the ball again. Uh, And this, you know, this is one of the only times, I think this is the part where everybody was complaining where Bean didn't read it well. Uh, this is the only non-touchdown drive that wasn't at the end of the half for North Texas during this run, right? They had the, the early score, the 6-yard run by, by Torrey, 5-yard run by Bean, 48-yard run by Bean. This is the only drive where it didn't work out. But I like to listen to it, right? There's only six plays. Um, complete to Greg White for 8 yards. DeAndre Torrey, 14-yard run. Trey Siggers, 20-yard run. Trey Siggers, 8-yard run. Siggers, loss of 3. Okay, it's 3rd and 5. And Jason Bean gets sacked. This is the one where they had it designed up nicely. There was a couple of outs. I think uh Greg uh on uh on Twitter was like, Oh, he had he had uh the tight end completely wide open. I think he also had Darden open on the other side. And uh, you know, if he comes <laughs> if the kid comes back to me and says, Yeah, I was looking for our best receiver on that play who was gonna be open, um, you know, in the next half second I you say, Yeah, good good read. You pro- also had this other guy, so I don't know exactly. Was it just a bad, bad protection? Maybe he should have changed the protection. I don't know. Maybe the tight end should have stayed in to help block and not be so wide open. Whatever. I don't know their rules, right? You can make that decision. You can say, we're going to send five guys out no matter what. Quarterback just needs to make the read. Or you can say, uh, this is a check. Then you go run, right? You check to make sure you don't have any uh, uh, blocking assignments. And if you don't, then you then you leak out. Um I don't know, whatever. But it was a mistake. We'll, we'll credit to the offense, but we'll we'll go ahead and be pessimistic and say Jason Bean, you gotta do better on this one. Took a sack. Uh, it goes from third and five to fourth and sixteen. North Texas has to punt. Um. This is the one. Yeah, yeah. Next play, Cam Johnson intercepts the ball. This is huge, right? North, the, again, talk about the defense later. This is a huge interception. Well, it's really a bad pass by O'Hara. But, uh, you know, Cam Johnson, credit to him for actually catching the ball. North Texas dropped a lot of passes uh, defensively uh past couple weeks. Uh, so this was great to see uh, Johnson intercept it. He did, a, like, a little dance around there. He turned this only two-yard return to something more exciting than it should have been. Um, but North Texas goes down and scores. Bean threw an incomplete pass, then a 29-yard run by Bean... DeAndre Torrey lost the yard uh, being complete to Darden for just two yards uh, on second and goal. And then he found uh, Deontay Simpson for nine yards. Touchdown being Green Goes ahead. It's only five plays, only 39 yards. Uh, But North Texas takes the lead. This is another example of how good Jason Bean is throwing the ball. He's not just scrambling. He stood tall in the pocket. He fired a rocket. Uh, He let me see if I can describe to you how difficult this was. So North Texas had a situation where they had uh, three receivers to the right, trips, right? Middle Tennessee is uh, not lined up directly on them. It looks basically like three versus two, right? And what I mean by that is that they had two guys in press coverage, the far outside receivers, were basically lined up man-to-man with a defender. The inside slot guy, uh, had nobody on them, nobody directly in front of them. and this is a the kind of scenario where you'll see teams often just just run like a now screen. Either they'll see it and then just do it in, in reaction to the defense, or they'll anticipate the coverage and call this play. Um, North Texas has also run a couple times this this kind of thing where you say, "Hey, all right, you're gonna you know match up with me one on one. Well, I'm just gonna stock block you, basically like take off a little bit and then just you know get ready to block you." While the receiver who is uncovered is gonna just run a little bubble, catch a pass, and then you're gonna go make a play. With the the thinking that the guy responsible for you is ten to eight yards away from you off the line of scrimmage and needs to make, you know, what is that diagonal? You gotta do the Pythagorean theorem there. But he basically needs to run like twelve to fifteen yards before you know, to reach the spot where you caught the ball. And you can get an easy five Ten yards, and if you're a great playmaker, you know putting the ball uh, in playmaker's hands in space, you anticipate that he's going to make that guy miss and get up the field, right? So that was very open. What North Texas did run was like basically a couple of digs, right? The the guy on the inside ends up running like a, a shallow uh, drag across the field. Uh, DeAndre, uh, I mean Deontay Simpson, runs like a, a, a deeper dig, um, basically at the at the goal line. Um, He was like about three three to five yards into the end zone. Um, And then a little arrow route from uh, Jalen Darden. Sorry. Everybody's names are just running together. But Darden's in the inside. The idea is that, hey, we're all running drags. No, I'm not. I'm going to run outside, right? Same thing. Let's get Darden the ball in space. Middle Tennessee, to their credit, did a great job of Defending Darden on that one, um, you could have probably like a strong-armed, you know, bold quarterback could have probably thrown that pass. Uh, this is a very risky; this could be intercepted kind of thing. Uh, as it was, because you, it's, you're basically reading an area. Once you see that Darden's not open, you go to your next read, and that Simpson, who did a great job getting open, sealing off his man, and making the grab. Um, but better throw by Jason Bean because it was not just a he's wide open. Let me throw it to him. He fired it in there. There was there were two throwing lanes, right? It's right after Darden clears the space and dra- drags his man with him. There's you know uh, Simpson getting open in that one, and then there's the one where she threw, which is right after he crosses the face of the linebacker who's sitting in the zone there. Um, the initial drag route is supposed to take that guy away and you can see the defender kind of walk with him a little bit, and then he recognizes what's happening, reading Bean's eyes, and drops back into that zone. Um, It's a tough play to make if you're a defender, but the idea is you're you're supposed to limit the space. You're not necessarily expected to intercept it. But you often see quarterbacks that are not paying attention fire it right to that linebacker. So credit to Bean, didn't fire it right at the linebacker, put it over the top of his head. He couldn't get it, but put it on uh, Simpson, touchdown right it's an incredible throw it's a simple kind of throw and catch it's nothing amazing um, when you just kind of look at it but um, you see the sophistication in it that he needs to put it over the top of that linebacker find the window also not fire it into the sky or put Simpson at risk of uh, getting undercut in the air he put it on him touchdown great throw just excellent stuff Um, North Texas stops him again Bean gets the ball again 11 yard rush. You notice that he's starting to, like, like every drive he has like a 10 or 11 yard rush uh in the series. 11 yard gain, Trey Siggers 5 yards, Trey Siggers 8 yards. Uh and then this is uh this is uh, the bean touchdown to Darden. I think the play before he threw an incomplete pass to Darden, it was a drop 55 yards. On this one Darden caught it. He's outrunning the dude pretty easily. And, uh, you know, he looks back at him as he's getting to the five yard, uh, five yard line and says, you know what, let me turn things up and, uh, just, uh, scoot in and and score. Good stuff. Um, good stuff from, from basically everybody, just an excellent series here. Short series, right? Five plays, seven, nine yards. And, uh, yeah, it's short because you're throwing it to Darden, but, um, you got him open. It's incredible that Jalen Darden is getting so open so often, right? 10 grabs, 204 yards, a score. This is the one score uh, when he's so good. like Coming into this game, it's not like a secret, right? It's like, uh, who do we guard on their team? I don't know who's good. No, you know who it is. Jalen Darden leading the nation in touchdowns. How are we going to stop this guy? That's the question. Um, and still, he's gotten open. So credit to the whole offense for, for getting him open. Uh, credit to Darden for, for working hard every play. And, like you know, like I said, I mentioned before that, you know, he's doing this with a quarterback carousel, right? He he caught passes from two different quarterbacks in this one. Um, you know, 10 touchdowns from both quarterbacks. He started out the season catching, was it, two or three from, from Bean, and then the next game he catches, you know, two or three from, from Ani uh the guy's incredible i expect to see him on sundays uh you know he, he's fast he's shifty he catches with his hands which is great um uh, you know you like everything you see about this guy it's it's great um third quarter north texas scores 21 blanks middle tennessee 228 yards of offense to middle tennessee 75 uh rushed uh 13 times for 135 yards right through six of eight, two scores, ninety-three yards passing, nine first downs, six on rushes, three on passing. Just an overall excellent quarter. Fourth quarter, it was pretty much just uh, just kind of run away with it. Bean added, added another forty-eight yard run. Uh, I think in this one it was another like one hundred and thirty yards rushing, but a lot of it was just kind of right. We we have it. Let's just run the clock out. Uh, I think. North Texas added a field goal there um you know just basically when it was over but it was 49 to 35 right uh, at the at the end of um, was it the end of the third quarter yeah that right It was 42 28 yeah so game pretty much in hand uh North Texas uh, added another one in the early fourth quarter to make it 49 by then it was done Middle Tennessee added another touchdown but by then there was nothing left they couldn't score they were not moving the ball that well uh incredible, incredible series, incredible offense. Against a bad defense. Let's let it be noted. Well let's just talk to the numbers. Seven sixty eight total offense. Uh second time this season that a Jason Bean primarily led team, led the team uh to a record breaking offense, right? The previous record was like six fifty, then they beat it by having seven hundred against uh Houston Baptist, seven sixty eight in this one. Good stuff. 306 yards passing, 462 rushing. I already mentioned that was uh, second place all time. 32 first downs, 7 of 10 on third downs. Uh, Ran 77 plays. Average yards per play, 10. 10 yards per play, 17 yards per completion, 9.4 yards per rush. Just ridiculous stuff across the way, right? 3 of 3 in the red zone. This is, you know, this is offense could not be stopped type stuff. Being 12 of 17, 181 yards, two scores. 180, uh, 198 QB rating. Austin Ani finished 6 of 11, 125, 2 interceptions, also the fumble. Jason Bean running 10 runs, 169 yards of, uh, of rushing, 3 scores, including 2 48 yarders. DeAndre Torrey 13 carries, 143 yards, 2 scores. Trey Siggers 14 carries, 101 yards. North Texas had uh, 2. They had three rushers over 100, but they had two plus 100-yard rushes for the first time since 2017 against Lamar. That was Jeff Wilson, Nick Smith. Nick Smith, by the way, added 57 yards in this one. Jalen Darden, 10 uh, 10 catches on 13 targets, 204 yards uh, receiving. The score long of 55. That's 20 yards uh, per catch average. Austin Ogan making three for 33. Deontay Simpson three for 30. That score. Roderick Burns had one grab, 31 yards. That was a stat filler. That was right before the half. Uh, but whatever, you'll take it. Uh, good stuff all the way around. Um, I also mentioned that through three quarters, North Texas had 635 yards of offense. That would have been, that tied that Navy game in 2007. I don't know how many of you guys remember that, uh, where they just had ridiculous offense against them in 2007. Um That would have tied the record just there. They didn't even. They added a whole other quarter of offense. Um, Let's flip it over, right? Defense. Not nearly as nice. um, Allowed 432 yards of offense, which is down from their average, right? Uh, 164 pass yards, 268 rushing. uh, Was it and Mobley? They kept saying Mobley. It looks like Mobley to me. I don't know. 14 rushes, 156 yards. Including a 63 yarder, Asher O'Hara added 79 on 24 attempts. Um, They made Asher O'Hara look—he was having his best game. I think uh, I tweeted that his previous uh, QB rating high was last year against a FCS opponent, where he it was like at 214 or something like that. Through the first quarter, he was at like 178 or something. Uh, Basically, the best game of his career against an FCS opponent. uh, Throwing the ball, right? He had three scores, no interceptions. The defense also had another situation where a guy's looking lost. Looking like he's looking up at the stars. Like, hey, is that Jupiter? Is that Jupiter-Mars? Are they aligned? And then a ball goes ahead of uh, behind him and, you know, for a touchdown. Um, We're not really expecting this defense to get stops, right? Like, hey, you know... Uh, they're in the red zone, defending the red zone. Can they get a stop? Not really expecting this team to do that. What you're asking is, hey, can you get like three, four stops in the meat of the game and let the offense do its thing, right? That's what you need. And uh, I thought the interception, right, two plays after, uh, after North Texas had punted the ball was huge, right? It stopped Middle from getting control of the game, maybe extending the lead a little bit, and it gave the ball right back to Jason Bean and that offense, which was hot and killing things, and allowed him to go and score. Uh, uh, you know, I said extending the lead to, to tie the game. Uh, or to Yeah, it would have been extended the right? The game was just tied. Middle Tennessee would have taken the lead on any score. So getting the ball right back to Jason Bean, again, who was hot, North Texas takes the lead, doesn't look back after that. That was a huge point. Uh, The Murphy uh, twins were excellent in this game. Uh, Wreaking havoc, making, you know, I think there was like three quarterback hurries total. They're a big part of that. One of the Murphy kids uh, actually got a sack. Uh, Deion Novell got a coverage sack. That means coverage was nice. Blown plays, right? Uh, Mobley ended up scoring on that 63-yarder late in the game. Um, You know, that's... It didn't really mean much, and so I'm, I'm not too worried about it. But you don't like that that it happened again, right? That you know, there's another guy running free. Um, you know, with uh, inability to tackle, like was there a run fit bad. Lots of the same kind of stuff that we've seen all season. Uh, the defense is improving, but I'm not buying into the hype that they're uh, they're good now because they're, they're not. They're getting there. Still, the main problems that we're not getting a lot of. Uh, uh, defensive line penetration and that's, you know, has knock-on effects the rest of the way through. The secondary still makes too many mistakes and they look terrible uh in in space in coverage. That needs to be improved, that needs to be cleaned up through it, whether it's recruiting or uh coaching or what have you. Um I was just reading today about Sam Pittman over there in Arkansas. They didn't like to play that game, right? He said, "No, I, we can win with the guys we have here." And they really bought into that. And you know, they're winning games. Uh Talent does make a difference. You can't turn, so you can't turn me into an all-American. But these guys presumably have a, a little bit of talent, and you can turn them into decent Conference USA players. And that's the goal, right? They are Conference USA players. They are, uh, you know, talented dudes. You need them to play to their potential, which is what any coach is trying to do, uh, and not and not just say, well, let's just get another guy in here. Right? You can't always play that game. So I want to see, yeah, some recruiting, but we sh- North Texas should always be looking to get the best guy, right? Looking for the next Deion Sanders, Jalen Ramsey, what have you, Richard Sherman, you know, every time we're out there recruiting. But willing to coach a guy into the best version of himself they can, they can get, um, so, yes, improvement, but let's also acknowledge that Middle Tennessee is terrible on offense, um, we can look a little bit at their, at their, their offense right now, their season to this point, including this game, they, uh, what is it, they are only scoring 22 a game, um, the rushing yards average is like 4.5, uh, you know, passing attempts. You know, it's like uh, the total offense is uh, five yards of play. In this game, what did they have? 5.6. So they looked a little bit better than they had been playing. Um, Their defense is bad. So, it's again, 700 yards is is excellent against a terrible defense, allowing 400 yards to a team that would struggle to get 400 yards anyway is not so good. Um, But they did what they needed to do to win the game. And you could subtract seven points from the defense's tally here because it was not really their fault that Austin Ani did a scoop and score or caused uh you know they fumbled the ball i mean and they scooped it and scored it right so this game you know would be they would be down an extra an extra set of points and that's that's huge right we mentioned that the past couple of weeks that the special teams is really hurting things uh giving the ball away uh again so the offense couldn't get on the field and do its thing. Uh, this week, first quarter was terrible by the offense, right? They were not supporting the cause. They more than made up for that in the second through fourth quarters. But, uh, you know, the defense did its job. It allowed some points. It didn't do great in short yardage and that kind of thing. But whatever. It's fine. Uh, As long as they keep improving, we're not going to harp on them and, you know, complain too terribly. Uh, They did allow allow scores, but we can live with it, right? Can you live with it? I can live with it. Um <laughs> what is it? First quarter I'm looking again. Uh I said that he scored on that sixty three yard run. I, I forget he scored on a different run, but that sixty three yard run came earlier in the game. Um Yeah, you know, it, it that kind of stuff is it's gonna hurt them against good teams, but there's only like two good teams left on the schedule, right? That's like UAB and then that's I said that it basically it right UAB is the next good team where you really can't make any kind of mistakes they have a a terrific defense so it's not going to be 700 yards against them Um, they have a terrific defense and then they have uh, a run game that can destroy you so um, you know if middle which can barely run the ball is scooting for 63 yards and Spencer Brown who is very difficult to tackle and that offensive line are going to create chasms and he's going to be you know gallivanting through them, like, you can do cartwheels through that thing, so that is what I'm scared of at that time, but your Middle Tennessees, I think two weeks, uh, who do we play next, is it, I even forget right now, is it UTEP, we're we playing UTEP, let me look it up, looking it up right now, I can't believe I forgot the schedule, it's a pandemic, I need to be forgiven, uh, yeah, it is UTEP, UTEP on Halloween, UTEP, Louisiana Tech, UAB, Rice, uh, UTSA. None of those teams scare me except UAB. And it's also at UAB, right? That's the, you know, Legion field where they've won 21 straight conference games there. Uh, that doesn't look, you know, UTEP is bad, and it's but it's in El Paso, which is very difficult uh, for whatever reason. North Texas never plays well at El Paso. But you like your chances, right? They don't have an offense. They're not good. They're barely squeaking out games against... Um, you know, FCS opponents, they, they can jump up and beat us cause they have before. And I, you know, I don't think it's a, it's a, uh, unlosable game, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of more room for error in that game. Louisiana tech at home tech is bad. They're struggling. They've lost like their, both their offensive tackles to like COVID protocols or just, uh, uh, uh like opting out, uh, and some injuries, they're not the team they were last year or the past couple of years. But, you know, they're always potent. They do have talent and they will beat you. They have injuries like Smoke Harris's injured, this that and the other. Uh UAB, again, scares me. Rice, I have no idea what to expect from Rice. They just barely started playing football. I think that might be week three for them. Uh and then finally at UTSA, which had a shootout with Middle Tennessee, right? At home. You know, they, they think they won thirty seven, thirty four. They are Cursed at quarterback, right? They lost their starting quarterback again. I think, like, every week their quarterback, starting quarterback, gets injured. Uh, They would kill to have the North Texas situation where you have two decent ones, two guys that you can score with, um, you know, and definitely uh, a Jason Bean out there. So, you know, you look at this. Where's North Texas right now? Two and three overall. uh, Oh, and two, or one and two in in the league. I think you could beat UTEP. I think you can beat Louisiana Tech. I think it's very difficult to beat UAB. But I think you can beat Rice at home. And I think you can beat UTSA. So that one, two, three, four. Four plus this one, that's five wins. Uh, and, you know, maybe you don't feel so terrible about everything that happened. Maybe you even sneak in another game in uh, on that December week, uh, you know, against somebody just to just to make up, maybe make up for that Houston game or something. But I don't think that you hate that outcome. That's roughly, roughly where I put North Texas in there. I thought, you know, they'd do better against Southern Miss and against the Charlotte. But it's amazing how just doing that to Middle Tennessee, which is bad, yes, but so is UTEP. And, uh, you know, Louisiana Tech is, is... They're like Southern Miss Part 2. And they did play Southern Miss. And they did... Uh, go down to the wire. So if you felt bad or you felt le- you, like you left some things on the table against Southern Miss, you can make up for it against Louisiana Tech, right? And uh, if you felt like um, you left some things on the table against Charlotte, you can make up that, that kind of thing against Rice. And again, there's another game at home. UAB, probably a loss. Then there's the rivalry game against UTSA to end the season. And uh, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like. Again, it's difficult to look too far ahead in this in this time of COVID. But you know, they're not a great team. Uh, they're racking up moral victories, right? Uh, they're like, oh man, they they really gave BYU a close game. And then you looked at it and you're like, man, BYU wasn't really taking this game seriously. And then last week, you're like, well, the week before that, like, well, they really gave UAB a tough game. And you're like, oh, UAB made a lot of mistakes. Uh, it didn't seem like they were really playing uh, that that hard. And then, well, they they gave Army a tougher-than-expected game. Sure, yeah, same, same deal where uh, Army didn't really look too threatened by things. Like, they never do, right? Army's a, a weird squad. They're not up to their standard. Uh, but, you know, they destroyed Middle Tennessee to start the season. And they've kind of been hit or miss the rest of the way, um, you know. I, I don't really see that UTSA is that dangerous. Um but, you know, we give every offense, opposing offense, an extra ten to fifteen percent ability when they play us. And uh our offense is really dependent on what quarterback is gonna bring it that day. And beyond that, injuries, right? North Texas has had the one injury to Jair shorter, but everybody else has been healthy. You really like to stay that way. By the end of the season, you don't know what's going to happen. UAB is tough; they can really beat people up. You get a bye week this week; that's good. Everybody heals up a little bit more. Maybe get a little extra practice, a little extra focus. Uh, everybody stay out the COVID areas, right? Nobody gets quarantined. That would be ideal. Don't go crazy on Halloween. Uh, it might be better to play in Halloween, right? And uh, then you got again home game, away game, home game, away game to end the season all of November. It's going to be interesting. Um I think everybody's bowl eligible, but they're not there's probably not going to be a whole lot of bowl games. I don't even want to think about bowl games. Uh you know, if in terms of setting your expectations, and, you know, I laid it all out there, right? Uh everything that you saw. But I think we're looking for improvement. I want to see a win. I don't need 700 yards again, to, although that would be great. But a nice 4 to 500-yard game against Utah. Uh, no self-mistakes, no self-sabotaging there going on. A decent effort by the defense, you know, keep them to 21. Like, UTEP's offense is bad, so, you know, give them their extra 10%, 15%, and maybe they get 21. I can live with that. I'd be fine with just allowing UTEP 21 points and maybe, you know, 300 yards. Um, tech, something similar, right? We We mentioned how much... Close North Texas was in that one. A couple of special teams mistakes in there, maybe turns the game around. Maybe North Texas wins that one. Uh, you know, I think I called it like forty-one thirty-eight in that one. I think you can do the same thing to Tech. Um, you know, it's going to be a shootout. They have talent. Um, you know, if you can win that game, say a forty-two thirty-eight kind of game, and you feel good about everything, right? Four to five hundred yards of offense, um, and allow four to five hundred against Louisiana Tech maybe get a couple interceptions or, you know, they, they hurt themselves because they're just injured. UAB, we're losing that game. It's on the road, whatever. Um, what we're looking for in that one is a decent outing by the offense. Um, the defense to not get gouged, don't, like allow less than 300 yards rushing, right? That would be ideal. Uh, Rice, I don't know what to expect, but probably the same thing with you, you, uh, as with UAB, but with, uh, a lesser talented team. They're good, they're getting better, but I mean, um they they really just don't have the same horses right now. And then finally UTSA, same kind of deal. Uh it's like UTEP plus. They're good, they're, you know, better coached, but they have injuries, you know, they're not really great on offense. They have some talent, but uh you shouldn't expect you know, fireworks from that squad. You give them their extra 10-15%, maybe they score 28 to 35 against you but their defense well talented and you know they 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 do allow a lot of uh yeah you know, yeah you know, big plays so you know another four five, 400 500 yards of offense and you can probably say we can get 38 to 45 points against that squad um that's what i'm looking for right i feel like that's reasonable reasonable expectations from north texas the rest of the way we want to see defensive improvement they're not going to all of a sudden stop giving up 70-yard uh, plays, but you're looking for one or two more turnovers, right? One or two more sacks that change a drive, one or two more stops where otherwise they were giving up stops. And then offensively, you want more consistency, right? Um, again, you're not expecting 700 yards or a touchdown every drive, but you want to see them move the ball, get one or two first downs every time, right? Limit the three and outs, one or two first downs every time, And then special teams (laughs) punting the ball to the other team and making a field goal here and there, right? That's all you can expect from this squad. And I think that'll be a reasonable end to the season. So take that with you as you think about the bye week and everything else that goes on. Um, Yeah, I might pick up the, you know, I mentioned it before, I might pick up that little, uh, you know, the video game series now. We're going to get the bye week again. Uh, We'll see what happens. No promises from me. I was extremely busy last couple of weeks like I said so I didn't even get to do the podcast after the Charlotte game. Uh, I didn't even get to write the preview post for the uh for the uh Middle Tennessee game. Um and so this week is not looking as busy but I worked a lot all the way up until like even Friday. I was I was working till like 8 p.m. It's ridiculous this world. Um anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Uh go to the site, click on membership, subscribe. Um. Yeah, I think what I say, like, uh, I forget, forget the number we say right now. There's a discount. You can click the discount, whatever. Uh, but sign up, do the monthly, do the annual. You support the site, the the show. We keep it ad free. I'm not trying to sell you anything silly. There's no ads on the page. The page loads up super quickly. Um, we're trying to bring you the best. Like I said, quality. I think about this stuff. Um, I, I, I imagine myself thinking about, uh, you know, North Texas, I want to have a, a decent conversation with somebody about our team, my knowledgeable, uh, you know, I don't, I don't need hot takes all the time and get hot takes anywhere. Uh, I can get, you know, this team sucks, fire everybody I can get that anywhere. I want some quality discussion. And, and that's what I try to give you guys. Cause that's what I would want. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't absolutely, I don't need the money. I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not trying to quit my job and do this full time, but it does help support the site. Uh, the more popular the podcast get, the more it costs me, you know, so it's kind of offsets that a little bit. Um, you know, the more popular a post is, the more it costs me. Right. So trying to offset that a little bit. Uh, and, you know, when we do get a little money, we try to donate it to the school. Like it kind of depends on the percentage after expenses, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, like I said this before, when we sold shirts for a while there. I th- you know, I think I still have a couple of those if anybody wants one. Um when we sold the shirts after the after the drive, uh I donated a nice little percentage to the school cuz it kind of feels so it doesn't feel so wholesome to be like, uh hey, these guys don't get paid, you know, you you've heard me complain about that, but I'm going to make a buck off of their exploits here. Uh, you know. So I mostly I, I think I, I think I made like 50 bucks all told and I, I bought my wife something nice. As you do, less than kids, buy your wife something nice. Um, but anyway, that you you know this deal. I, I say all that to say, just to give you context in, in, k- context in case you hadn't heard it previously. Sorry. Um, Yeah, uh, what the Mean Green Nation site is all about, right? Uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, I'm not trying to make uh, a ton of money Nobody's going to make A whole ton of money Off of uh, North Texas stuff If I wanted to make A ton of money Or jump on any bandwagons I'd be writing Or podcasting about uh, You know University of Texas Or Oklahoma Or Alabama The way people do But I write about What I care about And it's North Texas uh, Same thing with Like Conference USA Report We expanded that out It's because In my coverage and in my information gathering and in my love of college football I found myself Watching a lot of Conference USA stuff, and I had lots of HSOs to fire off, but no place to put them, because I know on this site, nobody really wants to read about the vagaries of, say, you know, UAB and whatever. Like I said, it gives me a better understanding of the league, and, you know, it lets me have those conversations with those other league people. I I noticed that same kind of deal with some of the other bloggers, where like, say, the the UAB guy is, is... following North Texas because, you know, he keeps up with the whole conference, so it's a way to do that, and, um, you know, same kind of deal. Try to keep it self-sustaining over there, too. Anyway, that's me, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to the show. Go mean.